Hello and welcome to episode 358 of the Veg Grow Podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I can in my allotment and garden. Today is the 17th of August 2020 and coming up a little later on, we're revisiting Johnny and Karen's allotment. But firstly, let's find out what I've been up to over this last week in my own allotment and garden. Well, it's Friday the 14th of August 2020 today. I'm at home and yeah, it's been a very, very hot week this week. So hot that sleeping at night has been a problem. And well, gardening during the day, well, I've been working as well, but in the evenings, it's it's been a bit of a effort to try and do anything. So basically, all I have really done during the week this week, both at home and on the allotment, has been a bit of... Well, watering mainly. A bit of weeding, but it was a bit too much effort to try and do that. So I focused on watering and boy, have the plants needed watering. Luckily, many of our plants are growing on quite nicely now. My seedlings that I sowed a couple of weeks ago, the, the radishes, the cauliflowers, the, the mustard, they are all germinating. So we're doing OK on that front. I will be sowing a few more seeds as we go on throughout this month, but I'm happy with what we've got growing so far. Now, one update I do have to share, and it's a bit of a a sad one, I'm afraid. You may remember a couple of weeks ago that I lost one of my female quails. Well, unfortunately, the other female quail and Bunny, the aggressive male, have unfortunately passed away as well. Now I've just been out here cleaning the cage thoroughly. The birds themselves showed no visible signs of of why they would pass away. But uh, I've just really basically scrubbed the cage down. I thought perhaps there was an illness or a bug or something in there. So I've really cleaned it down, sprayed it disinfectant. But I think I have found the problem. Red spider mite. Now because it's a wooden cage it's quite easy for red spider mite to hide in there and I probably should have dusted around there a bit more regularly to try and make sure we didn't get spider mite. Now chickens get red spider mite from time to time and since I moved on to the igloo it's not really a problem but the wooden cages are more of a problem with red spider mite and I believe that is why I have lost my quail. Now we do have several other cages with males, quails as following up, as well as last month's hatching, which hopefully will be outside within the next couple of weeks. I just want to make sure I can get rid of all the red spider mite in this quail cage before I move any quails in. Now another update I want to share with you is actually in the greenhouse. Again, a couple of weeks ago, you may recall I set up an automatic watering system in there. Well, when I when I set it up, I actually conducted a little bit of an experiment by by accident really i had a pot a fabric pot i'm just going to head into the into the greenhouse now but i had this fabric pot and it has two kind of sides to it and into that i have basil growing it in both sides but in one side i have added a drip waterer and in the other side it's just watered normally well what i can tell you now the side with the drip waterer, the basil on that is at least three times bigger. I think it just goes to show just how important it is to get the watering right. Basil loves water and this just demonstrates just quite why 
of just quite how much water it really needs. It's, it's really such a, a pleasure to see. Now this is something I've noticed with my courgettes. I went down the allotment yesterday and harvested a couple of courgettes and they were a good size. But I have been throwing extra water into these courgette plants and that has made them a good size. Whereas my courgette plants at home in a pot haven't watered as much as part of this experiment. And the courgettes, they're okay, but they're not as big as I would like. But you know what? I'm happy with what we've got and, and, and think it just goes to show how important it is to get the watering right. Now, it's the weekend, so I've got plenty planned for this weekend to go and do. Well, it's Saturday the 15th of August 2020 today. I'm at home again, just out in the garden, and it's raining. Rather welcome this rain, actually, after so much dry weather we've had just this little drop of rain is doing the world of good and i can see it's doing the world of good because all my plants and everything looking so much healthier and better for it anyway today interesting day today now i got up this morning and the first thing i ever do is check on my birds and i realized quite quickly that mind flayer one of my older quail has escaped. I've no idea how he, he's got out the cage and I cannot find him anywhere. Hopefully he may return and we'll keep our eye out and see what happens. But this has worried me slightly. Now, <laughs> quails this week have been a complete and utter disaster, but we, 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 we yeah, um, not much more I can really say on it. I, I look after my birds as well as I possibly can. Keep them clean, keep them well fed and watered, make sure they got entertainment and stuff. But somehow, of course, birds want their freedom and, and quails aren't particularly good at surviving out in the wild at all. Anyway, because of that, I decided to look on Facebook Marketplace for a cheap hutch. Mainly to move a bird into there, but also because I've got way too many birds that are all moving into different cages and, and what have you at the moment. Joys of hatching birds but and ended up with too many males this year. Still waiting to sex the last load and if they're all female we could be well onto our way with a winner. So yes I managed to get a hatch for £5 from Marketplace and went out and got that. I also stopped off at a garden centre and got a few really good thorough cleaning items for the cages came back gave all the cages a really good deep thorough clean set up this hutch and moved birds around and into various cages we'll keep an eye on how things are and i'm pretty certain everything will be okay now while i was out i was also lucky enough to be given a bit of vietnamese coriander roots still attached so as soon as they got home that had to go into a pot plenty of watering and I'm sure we'll get on and grow Vietnamese coriander. I used to grow Vietnamese coriander quite often. Unfortunately my plant died over winter one year and I never replaced it but fortunately and Karen if you're listening thank you so much for that. I really really appreciate this plant. Then my wife and I spent about an hour shredding more of the ivy that she cut down last weekend. It's quite a collection of ivy and it's taken quite a while to shred it down into place. But, you know, these things take time. It's raining so we didn't rush it too much. But we got through about a third of what we have left 
do some more tomorrow and then hopefully a bit more during the week all being well we'll get it all done which will just tidy up the garden nicely anyway that's it for today tomorrow morning i'm going to head down the allotment and really crack on and get a lot of things done down there it's sunday the 16th of august 2020 today crikey isn't august just flying by soon be september and i always feel september or mid-september certainly is when the new season starts anyway i'm down in the allotment now first bit of an update was actually last night literally as soon as i finished recording the last diary update i heard a noise coming from behind my shed went to investigate on the hope that it was my quail that escaped the night before unfortunately it wasn't it was a fox it appears we have a fox living in our garden now which means obviously i can't let the chickens out as much as i would like until i can scare off the fox or try and keep it out the garden but that also explains why i've been losing so many quail over the last week this uh, fox has somehow got that quail out the cage and eaten it and possibly scared the others that's my my logic anyway let me just close granddad's greenhouse i'm not against foxes i'll be honest they are part of nature they are something we have to live with but obviously i don't want them at the same time killing my animals although that's a very natural thing for the fox to do i don't blame the fox it's just hungry it's my animals and i've got a responsibility to look after them and keep them safe so somehow i have now got to scare off this fox anyway today i came down the allotment first thing this morning and i have to admit when i first got down here i sort of wandered around scratching my head wondering where to start just just not feeling it today in the end i decided i'll start with just a bit of weeding just to get the the motivation going which i did and only a small bit of weeding but after about 10 minutes of doing that i decided to get the lawn strimmer out and stream all the paths and everything which i also did and that's tidied things up hell of a lot i'm really pleased that just strimming and weeding has tidied things up quite a bit following on from that i then replaced my last pallet bed took all the pallet wood out and replaced it with the wood that's been sat down here for months waiting to go into place this bed originally had my onions in it earlier this year which i harvested a few weeks ago and that bed will have garlic growing in it next month i've got a bit of time i'm going to throw in some plants in there tomorrow some veg plants just to make use of that bed for the time being but yeah it's it's nice to finally have that bed built and it means now I've got the six main beds on the lower half of the plot built. Haven't got to worry about anything to do with this. I've just now got to keep on top of everything, keep it weeded, keep it topped up with manure and compost and, and keep it tidy. On the top half of the plot, it's going to be changing over onto these beds, which is my next big mission down here. Maybe a case I buy the wood in and just start cutting it down, getting it ready, and as soon as space becomes available, I get it into place. That's what I'm thinking anyway. I've been going on about this quite a bit lately, so I won't bore you with the details. Now, after building the bed, I harvested my purple carrots. This was a variety called Cosmic 
purple. Now when I sewed these carrots somebody did say to me that they've sewn them before and was not impressed with their germination rate. And I've got to say I was not impressed with the germination rate either. I only got two carrots out of an entire packet. Those two carrots I harvested today. Now one was it was um it was nice girth to it but it was a bit stubby not quite as long as I would like but it's usable nonetheless. And the other had started to flower so which is the main reason I wanted to harvest it today and that the the carrot on that was pretty thin and not very long um bit of a disappointment so yeah I'm not impressed with that variety of carrots at all cosmic purple the purple color on them is quite nice but the actual carrots themselves I don't think are worth it in my eyes well it's just started raining, which is why I've just packed up. Last thing I always do is just fill my watering cans up and leave those in Grandad's greenhouse so that they warm up to the greenhouse temperature and don't shock my plants when I water them with that water. So I've just done that and now I'm going to head on home because that rain is coming in a bit harder now. It's Monday the 17th of August 2020 today. Now after work I popped to the allotment and I planted out some of my plants. Now these were plants that I brought from a garden centre basically because I wanted to use the bed that had onions in it before the garlic going just to pull it into a bit of use. So into this bed I've put in some Chinese cabbage, some lettuce, some pak choy, um, some kale well actually the kale and bro broccoli have gone into another bed but they've been planted out today as well we'll see how they get on basically got those in and I just want to use that bed to its fullest try and make the most of the space that I have available to me to grow as much food as I possibly can. We are getting later on in the year now and although there's still plenty of seeds that can be sown we are going to be looking more for quick grown crops and that's fine because the way I see it the more crops we get the better we will do. Now after those were planted gave them all a good watering in and then just did a little bit of weeding before returning home. I didn't have my microphone with me so I didn't record anything down there. But back at home not really done much to be honest just the usual out with the birds. I think Mr Foxy has left the area now scared him off but I'm keeping a close eye just in case he does return. So yeah that is this week's diary update up to date. What have you been up to in your own allotment and gardens? Please let me know and I'm going to throw you back to the podding shed. Well it's been a shame about the quail this week however that is the joys of keeping birds especially when animals such as foxes are known to be around. Nature it's what it is isn't it? Now Karen and Johnny's allotment. We last visited Karen and Johnny's allotment back in November and the idea here was we are going to follow them in a series of podcasts as they've started their allotment journey from beginning right up until they continue on right throughout their allotment tier in life. Unfortunately Covid has meant that I have not been able to visit them until this weekend and boy was I looking forward to visiting them. 
Now, when I got there, I was blown away by the transformation, and you'll hear me say this quite a few times. But I started by asking Karen how things had been. Uh, it's been really good, actually. It's been a really good year. Um, it's been very refreshing, something new. You learn a lot. So it's been really good. Yeah. I've got to say, your allotment has transformed from when I came last. You've been working really, really hard on this, haven't you? Yes. Well, I don't know hard, but obviously uh, my children have been really helping me a lot with little things, which has made a difference. And obviously to have Johnny to do a lot of hard work. So, yeah. Now, we should say you took on this allotment end of last year. September, I think it was end of September. Yes. Yeah. And we came down in November, we think, if our memory serves us right. We was hoping to come back in March. Unfortunately, what with COVID and everything, it wasn't possible. Now, you guys live in a flat and this has been your only outdoor space, hasn't it? Yes, it has, actually. The first week of lockdown, I actually had my annual leave. We were supposed to go to Italy. So it was actually really nice to come here every day. Just sort of, I think that's encouraged us to make all those transformations. We did lots of digging. We, we made lots of changes. So I think that has been, for this allotment, a positive thing for the lockdown itself. Yeah, but I also think just having that outdoor space as well, because you've got no garden at home, did that mentally help you out, do you think? Well, yes, definitely. Um, (laughs) Just to get out of the house, to have somewhere to go, and then have a reason to stay there for longer, has been obviously a a massive help um, and uh, made definitely a a difference for our family. Fantastic. Now, what have we got growing on? Because I can see so much. It's... It really is quite uh, overwhelming how much of a transformation there is. Now, when I came last, area right in front of me at the moment at the bottom, I remember what your young lad was trying to dig it over with a spade about the, well, bigger than him, really. And it was full of grass and that horrible membrane underneath, if I remember right. Now, what have we got going on in here? So this is actually, majority of here is a second crop. We had lettuce here, which you can see we left a couple of plants to go to seed. Don't laugh, but I planted some parsley because I had nothing else to plant. It's not going to grow. It's probably going to die as you should plant them at spring. But not parsley, sorry, parsnip. Parsnip, Parsnip. all right. Parsnip. So I'm going to see what happens because, you know, it's my first year. You never know. So we've got some um, uh, purple broccoli where our garlic was. Uh, Beet is the only one left from spring. We've been sort of eating quite lots of it, actually. So we're going to let the rest of it grow a bit. We had carrots all the way at the back. And now we've got kale coming and more broccoli coming. What I've got to say is everything here just looks so lush, which I think that was the first thing I noticed when I pulled up here today, how lush everything is looking, considering how dry it's been over the last few weeks. This is, it's it's really a pleasure to see. I keep saying you've obviously worked very, very hard here. Johnny's just came back along. Johnny, Karen's been saying she's been working so hard. Have she you? She has. Can you take any credit? Not at all. <laughs> I, I, I basically um, uh, I'm the watery guy um, occasionally that's me well because we still had quite a lot of a mess or rubbish left from uh, last year he's been helping me to get rid of that I've also been the bin guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right because I do remember when you took it on you did say this was just full of 
crap and yeah, membrane. You, yeah, you could. Uh, what was what was pretty good? The membrane. You thought it was all grass, and you start pulling, and you realise it's grass on top of the membrane. So you could clear the grass by pulling unbelievably hard and kind of ripping it all off, and then chucking that out. So it made it easy. In that yeah, way. yeah, yeah. It cleared the the grass quickly, but it was. Uh, I don't know, pretty, pretty flipping heavy. And um, all fairness, we've been using that membrane now to cover our last year's compost, so it has been useful to have it. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, nothing's gone to waste. You've got your second batch of peas growing here, you were telling me. Yes, our first batch was really successful. It was a long grow, um, but my geats loved it so much they ate it up within minutes of them growing. As soon as the little green shoots came, they started eating them to the point where even they were like thick and nice and big so they just ate it all up um so we just thought we were going to put in a second crop of peas mm -hmm. which hasn't been as successful but i just assume because it's later in a year i yeah. don't really know and we didn't put as many so yeah so the kids now have been munching it again so it's almost gone again great yeah i mean they gave me a, a lovely pot of peas when i uh, got here so getting your tomato plants down towards the back there there's three plants that i can see you've Put some basil in underneath, but again, really nice lush foliage and even some tomatoes ripening. So this is our second batch of tomatoes uh, because I ordered the plant, those plants. They were supposed to arrive in May and arrived, I think, mid-June. I ordered them in April, actually. So I put them in in June. I thought they may not do anything but actually they've recovered really well i mm. mean they are they're really big they've really sort of took off the last two two weeks yeah. so yeah it's really good awesome awesome you're munching on peas now aren't you <laughs> um these are actually black turtle peas we usually buy from desco sorry right. the supermarket and i just as an experiment wanted to pop them in in june to see would they grow and the plants are coming out so not that I'm expecting any crop, right. but it was just like an experiment. Yeah, so so what, did you buy the normal dried beans that are there for cooking? Yes, yes. I soaked them overnight. I planted them in uh, straight into ground and voila. Wow. Just goes to show that there's savings that can be made from just going to a supermarket. <sighs> now this looks like... Calabrese, yep. That's you've, a calabrese, yes. You've been eating quite a bit of it. Uh, yes, we sort of had our official sort of, sorry, the f first first lot of sort of harvest with the big bulb and then lots of side shoots. We still, we have lots to eat. Yeah. At some point in July, it got eaten by um, uh, the, the white... Cabbage whites. Yeah, cabbage whites. Yeah. But I didn't actually do anything to protect it. I just sort of once a week I went underneath the leaves to find some eggs. But I didn't actually do a lot to protect them, which mm. maybe next year I need to think what to do. Maybe put some sacrificial plants around here or something. But haven't quite figured it out yet. Sure, sure. Now we're on to your potatoes. And you've been growing lots and lots of potatoes, you were telling me, because you ordered some. And yeah. you tell it. Uh, well... Plan was to do nothing with this ground because I thought actually I don't have any I didn't have any time this year, although it was my first year. So I ordered five kilos of seeding potatoes, Desiree. Um, plan was to just put this entire batch in front of us, just plant them with potatoes, but they wouldn't arrive two months because of the lockdown. So I had to go to supermarkets to find different seeds to sort of not waste the space. So we mm. ended up with 
five rows of potatoes. The rest of the potatoes we gave away, the seeding potatoes. So yeah, this entire half a batch was potatoes, but obviously we've been eating them now. So. And you've got about a row and a half left, and they have actually produced the fruit, which, as we know, is poisonous. But I think that's a great sign that they have been growing well throughout this time. So yeah, this, the, the two rows was it was planned to leave them because it's the main crop was planned to leave them to die down but we actually needed some potatoes last week so we took a couple plants up and they had some really nice potatoes underneath i think they sort of uh, like to stay at the top because it's too dry at the moment i don't know but mm. the one at the bot at the bottom were really nice and big so yeah yeah, yeah fantastic fantastic now we'll move on you got chard which i always think the different colors of a chard just makes a add a bit of colour to the plot. Uh, have, have you found it tasty or used it in anything? So we've used a couple of plants um, in stir fries and I think in a soup. Yep. Um, so yeah, they're very tasty and obviously they look really nice. So yeah. we're going to pick some more today for next week. We've eaten actually, we had two batches of bok choy. Uh, we've eaten half of this up already and we had another batch there we've yeah. eaten up. So yeah, I'm going to well, it's been very delicious, obviously. But obviously now it's flowering, so we're trying to get rid eat it up as soon as we can. Yeah, so you seem to like your bok choy. Well, <laughs> we we I think we, as a family, we just love stir-fries. And obviously bok choy is so expensive. Yeah. So plan was to put in bok choy. Next year, I think I'm going to do sort of plant few every couple of weeks to yeah. spread them out. Because this, this year has been so, I think, such a big learning curve. Because um, obviously all this bok choy went in at the same time. Yeah, I think our seeds went in in, in a pot in June. So next year, definitely spread it out a bit more so we can don't have to feel like we have to eat it straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's good advice. So you, you're talking about learning curves. You've obviously learned quite a lot this year from trial and error or mistakes or just noticing things what's been your biggest learning curve so i think like our spring we just ate lots of spinach mm -hmm. and now we're eating lots of bok choy to the point where you just might get a bit sick of it so i think one of the biggest learning curves definitely is to spread things out a little bit also i think i was a bit too late starting everything this year lots of people i've spoken to my fellow allotmenters they they were ready with everything already January, February, mm. whereas I didn't start thinking about things until March, April, thinking it was a normal time. But obviously it was a bit too late for a few things. So uh, definitely start thinking about things a bit earlier next year. Maybe think through the beds a bit better, how we can do, in, how do you call it where you sow every two weeks? There's a word for it. Um, successional. Successional sorry. planting. So yeah. yeah. So maybe do that. Um Obviously, a bit, bit more organised where to plant things because everything's such a miss and match. As soon as there's an empty spot, I'll put something in there rather than think it through a bit. But yeah, yes. Yeah, see, I think that's good that there's an empty spot and you fill it back up because the land's not being wasted. Now, right on the end of this bed, you've got your sunflowers. Kids? Yes. <laughs> My daughter loves flowers. There's a lot of flowers in our plot. Yeah. She loves anything flowery. They actually did really well. I was so proud how they went actually quite thick and they went tall and I was really impressed by yeah. me. And then I saw my lovely sunflowers. I mean, our oh. lovely fellow allotment of sunflowers who are like now almost three meters long. So I think um, yeah. <laughs> I have a bit more work to do when it comes to growing sunflowers. 
you'll probably find it's different varieties to be honest nothing wrong with the varieties you've chosen they're probably using a giant variety now this area here i remember you had quite a few trees planted in here and you had inherited these trees how many did you get rid of in the end? So we got rid of one um, because my son Jimmy wanted a herb bed, uh, which you can see now is rosemary and thyme and bay leaf. Yeah. So that exactly was where we had an extra apple tree. So we got rid of only one. Yeah. We haven't decided we might get rid of one more because my daughter now wants a plum tree and mm -hmm. that would be the only other place to put the plum tree. Sure. So the pear tree and apple tree we do have, we're quite happy with them. Um, they probably need a bit better taken care of next year, maybe with pruning. I'm not quite sure what to do. And obviously fig tree, we can't get rid of that as my son loves it. So I've got to say that fig tree is quite impressive and you've actually got figs growing and almost ready on that tree, which is really impressive. So... <laughs> When we first got this allotment, that fig tree actually had a still a label on and it says 2016. And I've heard fig trees, they could six, seven years before you can actually eat the fruit. So I think this fruit, we can't eat this year, but it is very promising how many figs you've got on there. And this mm. is actually, funny enough, second crop of figs there because the first, we had lots of yep. little tiny figs and a, a cold came in late in spring. Mm -hmm. And just killed the entire tree. So I'm really pleased about how it just has come back. And it's yeah. amazing. Now you mentioned Jimmy's herb bed, but you've also got another herb bed, which again, to me, you've crammed a lot into this bed, but it all seems to be working. So we've got some, some dill. We've got, this is a spinach that you're letting go to seed. So fennel and dill. Fennel and dill, parsley and basil and lavender and Vietnamese coriander. Ill yes. in this bed, which is what, a metre and a half by 2.4 metres, I guess. It's not a huge, huge bed, but it's, it's, it's great to see so much green foliage. I mean, the parsley takes over half the bed as well. Do you like parsley? So, <laughs> I grew up with parsley. Um, my mum always had lots of parsley going. Uh, but I think as, as the last 10 years of our marriage, we haven't had so much parsley in our fridge. So, but we've actually quite enjoyed it the last month yeah. put, it goes into everything no, I'm, I'm learning how to cook with parsley uh, no, yeah I mean we've got tons of uh, basil I love and, and rosemary and, and we've got sage there's, there's basically everything you need you don't need tons of everything the, but the parsley being a massive ton we've been having lots of um, uh, what have we been having coleslaw coleslaw with parsley that's my new thing Ooh, interesting. In this bed also you've got your spring onions. And you, you tell me a bit of a story about those. So spring onions, they were in a supermarket uh, at springtime, obviously very cheap, 20p um, a punch. We bought a couple, we ate them up the green bits at home and we just the most, I mean, we're talking about a centimetre, half, half an inch size of thumb. We put them in the soil and now it's provided, provided up with spring onions all summer. We cuts off it grows back still going. it's still going still going as you can see um so for 40p to have all summer of spring onions i mean i've spaced it out more than you even have to so it's we've got leaks between that as well uh, so actually for us for 40p and if you have tiny bit of space you can get a quite good crop of spring onions yeah so you've been using like cut and come again you just cut them off and they grow back yeah yes yeah. so you cut them off grow back and even those bits have cut off you can see i cut them off very low but you can see the juice sort of grow back yeah. and then we cut them off again 
Yeah, 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 fantastic. Now let's head on down to your compost heaps because I remember this area and you had a lot of compost that you were trying to produce. You basically piled up all this material and you've used that weed membrane to cover over it and then you've planted pumpkins into this and four pumpkins I can see that are just starting to turn yellow and, and rot orange and ripen. It's really quite ingenious and you've done this in your first year. So Well, that's how my mum did it. Um, yeah. We always had uh, compost heaps going and my mum always put pumpkins in her compost heaps and she always had massive pumpkins uh, i remember throughout the winter our top of wardrobe was being full of pumpkins she's yep. grown so um yeah um, i mean i got it from her but obviously lots of people told me it's actually a quite good like lots of people do that so yeah yeah, yeah. are you going to be growing these pumpkins to eat or to make pumpkin faces so my plan obviously is to eat them yeah. but uh, my son and daughter they want to actually make um, faces out of them so we might need to think about that. <laughs> fantastic fantastic now I've spied a little pond that wasn't here before as far as I was aware. So it was there before we just didn't know it was there. Right. It was actually full of water it was because that entire area was covered with bush and long grass and I don't know what else. We actually never noticed it and quite surprisingly we haven't stepped in it. This entire area had some, I think, bramble in, so that's why we never had a reason to step there. But once we started clearing it up, bond came out yeah. and we put a couple of plants in there. I made a lovely sort of bug area, that's my daughter. Uh, so she made like a little couple of bug hotels there and put her spring flowers next to it so it, I think it looks quite pretty. Yeah it looks really lovely and great for nature as well which is so important these days. And now finally your other compost heaps you got full of more squash plants. I've spied some butternut squashes which are producing quite nicely. Not quite ripe yet but they are gonna produce some really good sized butternut squashes. And you've got courgettes in your other compost bin which they're pretty impressive those courgettes. You're probably going to get fed up with courgettes, I get a feeling, though. So courgettes were, like, yeah, they, we've been eating them feels like months now. Uh, we started picking them quite early. Um, we also learned about we can eat the flowers. So actually, at the beginning, we took some flowers off, we ate them. And then we started eating tiny courgettes. But obviously, now that summer goes on, the courgettes are getting very big very quickly. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, feels like we've been eating them for months now. Um, and we will be... Eating them another couple of months, I guess. I don't know when they die. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I think we walked around your plot again, and it's, it's, I keep saying this, it's great to see the transformation you've made in such a short time. Are you going to be continuing on with this and keep it going? Are you enthused to do more? So, yeah, so we've already made up plans for next year um, to see where things go and what else needs to change, because obviously we've got still those big three compost heaps that we, we don't want where they are yeah. but so we're going to wait for those plants to die down we hope that the compost is ready underneath so we can spread it out make this bit more child-friendly space and put a couple more beds here maybe for next year for tomatoes and courgettes so yeah we, we still have a few plants a few changes ahead of us but yeah fantastic well we'll definitely be coming back again and continuing to see how you get on well how great was that to hear from karen and johnny again how great is it hearing their enthusiasm and how pleased they've been with our allotment? It's such a great thing to see. 
Well, I'm going to wrap up for this week. Now, I want to remind everyone, if you want to become a supporter member, simply go to my website, thevegroundpodcast.co.uk, and in the shop, you will find the supporter membership. It costs £5 a month. For that £5 a month, you will get a collection of seeds each month as a gift and also exclusive behind-the-scenes podcasts, including a behind-the-scenes podcast of what happened when I visited Johnny and Karen. It's proven very popular and it's great because it's helped me encourage more people to grow their own food. Now, if you want to email me, it's richard at thevegroundpodcast.co.uk. You can leave a comment on the website at thevegroundpodcast.co.uk. You can find me on social media. Just search for The Veg Podcast. We'll be back again next week. So until then, please take care. I'll speak to you all again then. Bye.